Hey ladies, welcome to Boss Ladies Connect. I am so excited that you're joining us on this podcast where we encourage women and inspire them to fully walk in everything that they've been called to do. We believe that each person has been created with a specific purpose and it is up to us to walk in it, to discover what it is and to allow it to fully manifest in our lives. And so each week we have conversations that allow us to evolve and grow and to fully understand and embrace the purpose call on our lives. And so ladies, without further ado, let us get started. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. I'm so excited about this season that I'm currently in, you guys. I am taking a break, a small break from the podcast. So for the month of May and June, I will be um, doing replays for the month of May. and June, I will actually be I'm pulling out some old archives, some episodes that never got released, the Chronicles, right? Um, And so it's really going to be a time for me to be able to refresh, realign, um, reconnect, and just prepare for the upcoming season. It's an awesome time of refreshing, and I hope that you're taking this time as well to regroup and to prepare yourself for what's to come and the things and the goals that you have planned. So... This is a great opportunity to catch up on lost episodes and also to hear some of the things that didn't quite make it (laughs) to be released. Um, I suspect that they're probably going to be pretty funny. But, guys, I love y'all. I will be continuing to produce some great things for this upcoming season. And who knows, maybe I'll have a new re-image or something going on. We'll see what God does. But until then, enjoy these episodes and I'll see you in the next season. Hey guys, I am so excited about our next guest. I have had the pleasure of chatting with Crystal K of K and Code Designs. Crystal's love for building websites first began when she started a side project for an e-boutique. At the time, she was in the Air Force in active duty and spent endless nights after her day job working on a beautiful online boutique. That small project opened her eyes to a new world of possibilities and awakened her to a newfound passion for making beautiful things come to life online. After completing her MBA in 2014 and working for others for a while, Crystal decided to go full-time with her longtime passion of working for herself. This was a career she had only dreamt of before. She invested in her craft by attending night school while working during the day to start her own business. How many of us can relate to that? When her graphic design school was complete, she set out to start what is now known as K Plus Co. That was six years ago, y'all, and she has loved every minute of it, the ups and the downs. She has worked with over 200 clients all over the U.S., to include Dr. Who include Dr. Pinky Patel, pharmacist, CEO, and founder of the wildly successful app, The Snapback. Creating lovely brands for creative entrepreneurs has been Crystal's passion. She knows what it takes to build a business from the ground up and understands the importance of good branding and web design. Crystal is all about helping brands find their voice and display their authenticity in order to flourish and shine. Y'all. Help me welcome Crystal K to Boss Ladies Connect. 
Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Boss Ladies Connect. I am really, really excited about this conversation that I am having with Crystal today about her book, Your Story, Your Brand, The Blueprint to building a profitable brand through life lessons. And so for those of you who are looking at the video, if the video is available, you can see uh, the cover of the book. But guys, help me welcome Crystal to Boss Ladies Connect. How are you, Crystal? Hey, thank you so much for having me. I am just so excited to be here and just dive into the book and all of the things, just have an awesome conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, I love the name of your book, your story, your brand. And I think oftentimes, you know, we're around a lot of entrepreneurs and we are always trying to figure out how to brand ourselves. And you hear the experts always saying, it's you, you know, it's your story. And so I love the way that you have really just taken this book and um, explained how that whole process works. So can you just tell us a little bit about why you wrote the book? Yes, absolutely. Um, so yes, I'm a very huge advocate of our story being infused in our brand because that's what really makes our brand magnetic. It's it's the you that's in there. And so um, when I was thinking, I knew I wanted to write a book and I knew that I had a story to tell, but I didn't want to just write a book where I was just telling my story. I think the important thing for me um, was for people to realize that you can be called to do something without knowing that you're called. And so for me, it was last year when I, when I gave my life back to the Lord, one of the things that he immediately instructed me to do after I had this whole night of, you know, praise and worship and giving my life back to God, all of this, the very first thing he said was now I want you to go onto Facebook and tell people about it tell people what happened, tell them that you're saved now, blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking, this is crazy. But that was literally the first like act of obedience. And I think it was because the Lord wanted to show people. He was, he said to me that I want people to know when things start happening in your life, that it was me. And the fact that that first act of obedience was me writing something that has literally led to this whole year or that whole last year and all this year, I have just been writing, writing, writing things personally, right? So in journals, all that kind of stuff. And so I knew that there was something that was coming with writing, right? I didn't know it was a book at the time, but I knew that something was coming. And so when the opportunity arose, you know, for me to write a book, I knew that that was the moment that it was like, God was going to use me almost like as a blueprint. And so that's why I was very, very adamant about having the word blueprint in the somewhere in the title, subtitle type of thing as well, because that was the purpose behind this book was for people to understand that, you know, no matter where you're at right now or where you think you may be going, what you think may or may not be possible, you can be called to do what God wants you to do and you can be called to a higher purpose. So I love that. I love that. I love, there's something that you said that just stands out to me. I mean, you said a lot of things, but one of the things that stands out to me is that you were, you were saying that you were, you had a night of like worship and praying and the Lord spoke to you and told you to do something. And, and then you were obedient and you did it. And mm -hmm. me knowing, you know, some of your story outside of this book, just like the, the blessings upon blessings that God has done in your business 
um man that is so I love it just it's like the the fruits you know of you being obedient because every time I hear your testimonies I'm like the Lord love that girl Listen, I'm telling you, it is. And sometimes I, I'm like in shock, like, wow, like just the excel, the rapid acceleration. But I know for a fact, a lot of that rapid acceleration has been behind obedience because that was the first act of obedience. But there has been many, you know, multiple acts of obedience after that and some in which I didn't understand. And I think a lot of people, when I tell that story about like going onto Facebook, they're like, girl, that ain't nothing. I'll go on Facebook right now and just type it in. But we have to understand that the people that were on my Facebook were people that had seen me talk about, you know, the universe and, you know, the power of that and had seen me being when I was struggling with alcohol abuse, you know, and I was, these are some of the people I was going out to the bars with and doing unthinkable things. You know what I mean? These are people that I was in the military with that saw me at some low point points. And so me sitting there actually putting that out there was was a struggle, you know, and so I think that sometimes, um, I don't even know why I'm going down this road, but sometimes I think that people think the act of obedience um, has to be something that's like you were at rock bottom, you know, and then you did this. I think we want to try to weigh our act of obedience against what others acts were. And we have to understand that the act of obedience is whatever you're hearing God tell you to do in this moment, no matter what that may be. Yeah, I love that. And, and also like, it's a, it's a level of sacrifice at times and like humility because I'm just even thinking like, in my own, it is easy. Like some things that are easy for you to do, it's easy for you to do, but I can also say in those moments, like, even when I think about like my podcast, when I've just been like super vulnerable are the times when I get the the messages or the calls or, but who wants to do that? Like, yes, <laughs> every time that is literally how it goes, because it's always those things. It's like the still small voice that is telling us to do something. And it's so easy to ignore that and go after and start doing the things that we want to do instead. But it's like every time when you're obedient to that, to that voice, then it's like, it's, it's for a reason. You know, it's like, it's touching someone else's life. I love that. So can I, I know we're going to get into the book, um, but I do want to ask you about that obedience. I do feel like led to like, talk about that a little bit. What was, what was the thing that caused you to say yes to the Lord? You know, so often we, like you said, we ignore it or we put it off, but something must've, you know, happened or did something happen that had you in a position where you were like, I'm going to, I'm going to obey. I'm going to do this. I'm going to step out. Yeah. Um, I actually do talk about this in the book too. So this is perfect. But um, in that moment, it, it was, it was a moment where I had, I'm very transparent about the fact that I had been struggling with alcohol abuse and a lot of people think this is funny, but literally this is the moment that it happened. I thought I had COVID um, because I had, 
stopped. Well, I had started, started kind of feeling like I was sick. And then because of that, I had stopped drinking for, I think it was like, I don't know, maybe a week or so that I had stopped drinking. And I was just feeling like complete crapola. I think part of this was a combination of me panicking because I was watching the news and just really consuming at the beginning of the pandemic. And so I think part of it was just a panic, you know, a, a prolonged panic attack. But also, I think I was actually having withdrawals from alcohol because the addiction was that serious. And so all of that combined, I talked to my mom and I said, I am feeling, I told her how I was feeling for the first time. You know, I told her how I was feeling and she said, I think you need to watch the sermon. And I watched the sermon. That's when I literally gave my life back to the Lord right there in my living room, sitting on the couch and then proceeded to go on just writing in my journal, listening to worship until 3 a.m. in the morning, literally. And in that moment, as I was doing all of that writing and everything, it was like the Lord was just saying to me, like, your life is about to change if you listen. If you, all of these things that you're writing down, because I was just, it was a combination of me writing like where I was going and where, or where I felt like the Lord was taking me. It was just all over the place stuff, but he was literally saying like, your life is about to change. And in that moment, I had nowhere else to go. It was like, listen, we're in the house. Um, I'm going through withdrawals. I'm feeling like crap. I am ready to surrender. I was literally at a moment of complete surrender. And that's why I was like, I'm just going to follow these steps and, and go and go with, do whatever God tell me to do. So mm. I guess some would say it could be somewhat of a rock bottom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You were, I love that song. I'm desperate for you. You, you were mm. desperate, but I think, but see, Two, some people get desperate and they still don't obey. So I do think it, it, you know, also is like a desire to wanting to be the person that you were writing about, that he was saying that he could, you know, do allow you to be and, um, and you surrendering to that, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but I I was tired too. Oh, sorry. I was just saying, I was tired too. This was after years of not being obedient after years of, you know, um, just struggle and feeling like, listen, I'm tired. There's like, why, why keep fighting something when it's like, you know, what you've been doing is not working. What you've been doing is, has you depressed and, you know, abusing alcohol. So it's like, why continue to do that when you know that over here is the light? And so why stay in the dark, you know? Yeah, I wanted to ask you about the alcoholism. Like, what was life like? And I, I know you talk about it in the book, um, but just to give the listeners an idea of like where you came from. Yeah. So um, my dad actually was he was an alcoholic and a drug addict when I was younger. There was you know good times, and then there was, and then it wasn't. You know. Um, and so I actually saw him go through that and told myself that I would never even touch alcohol. And I didn't until after I was 19 years old. I think I was either 19 or 20 the first time that I ever even took a drink of alcohol. And so what I will say is that it was an insidious process. It was a process of me not paying attention to or trying to heal from past trauma and then picking up something that made me feel like, oh, 
I'm over all of this. You know, it gave me that type of a feeling when I had the alcohol. So it was almost like something, um, a coping, coping mechanism. Yes. Coping. That's what, that's exactly what I was thinking of. It was a coping mechanism. And I didn't even realize that I needed that coping mechanism until I presented it into my life. And so that's why I tell people to be very careful about the things that you open the door for, because I think I talked about this in my book, how taking a drink of alcohol to the enemy, that ain't, that ain't that far of a cry from that ain't that far of a cry from, you know, snorting something up your nose and then everything else. And not to say that that will lead there with everyone, but I think we have to be very careful about the doors that we open. Because when I opened that door, that happened to be where the enemy was like, ha ha, you know, we know your dad was an alcoholic. Let me go right in here. And because I wasn't walking with God at that time, it was, you know, it led to the insidious process of me, you know, developing alcoholism. And that was going through military and then the trauma of leaving the military as well. And all of those things being stressed out over trying to start a business, all of these things become a reason to take a drink um, when you're, when you're dealing with that. So would you say that the generational curses are real? Like, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, most definitely. My dad struggled with things in his childhood that he did not take care of. He had wounds that he was, you know, feeding with his addiction and the same thing, you know, and then which those wounds bled all over us and then caused wounds for us, you know, as kids. And then, you know, it just kind of continues. So generational curses are so serious in the sense of like you you have to actively work to break those generational curses in your life. It's not just going to happen. You know, it's not by happenstance for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes people like to underestimate it and don't really realize that sometimes you're, it puts you in a place where you're predispositioned to something. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there is like a genetic thing. I mean, I'm not a doctor, yeah. but <laughs> Just having like spoke to therapists and having, um, you know, been married to an ex-alcoholic. And so, well, he's my ex-husband. I don't know if he's an ex-alcoholic, but (laughs) having been married in that situation, like I'm, I'm really aware that our children, like that is something that they really need to, they have to pay attention to. But so before we go deeper into the book, I'd love for you to just give a like a, a background on like what you do um, and how you're able to really um, give a blueprint on your story and your brand because, you know, of what you do every day for a living. So if you could just share about what you do. Okay, absolutely. Yes. They're like, who are you? So I, I actually do branding and website design for a living. Um, That's, you know, I've been doing that for almost eight years now is how long my company's been open. And so I am actively on a daily basis, literally talking to entrepreneurs and helping them develop their brands. And so inside of that, I'm helping them to infuse their story within their brand. And I've been doing that for the last eight years, worked with over 300 clients doing that at this point. And so that's why I see the, I I see the outcome of people taking their story and infusing that into their brand and their brand becoming magnetic behind it. And so that's why I'm able to kind of talk about this in the book. 
So that leads me to ask this question because someone's probably thinking, okay, well, how does my history with alcoholism, you know, how does that play? Like, how does that make me magnetic? Like, how does that play into my brand? Like, how, how do I work that? What would you say to that, that question? Well, the biggest thing is something called your unique perspective. So everything that you, and I'm sure some people have probably heard this in the branding world, but everything that you do, every lesson that you learn, all, all of the things that happen throughout your life dictates the way in which you work with clients now or the way in which you present your brand to the world. And so um, with me, for example, you know, just putting it out there, I'm a person that actually owned a boutique before I started doing the branding stuff. So that gives me a unique perspective to be able to talk to other boutique owners and things like that. And since you mentioned the alcoholism, which is really, a lot of people would think, what does that have to do with you know branding and things like that? But I will tell you that I have gotten more applications in to work with me than, more, than people would think of other people saying, I resonate with you because I've actually dealt with that myself, or I have family members who have dealt with that, or it's people saying, I love your transparency. I love your authenticity. That makes me want to work with you because we, I know that it's going to be a true and authentic experience working with you because you're not afraid to tell your story. So that's part of how you can kind of infuse it into your brand. But the big part of it is really the unique perspective, the way in which you work with clients. I was in the military, so I love checklists. I love a good checklist. I'm very organized when it comes to things. So when I work with my clients, I take them through a checklist to make sure that they're going to get results. So that's an example of how you can kind of bring the experiences that you've had and apply that to how you're working with clients and what you're doing in your business. Yeah, I think it absolutely makes you a person mm -hmm. because I think sometimes, you know, our businesses, they're really, really important to us. And then when we're bringing them to someone else, so you don't, you, even though, we, everybody wants to be professional. You don't want to feel like you can't connect with a person or the person is so like high up in their expertise or level of experience that they're talking to like at you instead of to you where you're not, you know, able to really, um, I think like show up as yourself. And mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, that relatability, you want to work with people where you can be yourself. <laughs> You can, yeah, and, well. you know, for those that are like, well, I never want to be the face of my business, blah, blah, blah. The thing is, you still have to set the tone for your company culture and you, your unique perspective is what's going to set the tone for that. You can't just start something and then just leave other people to their own devices. You have to be able to, to set the tone for that company culture. And you do that through infusing the, the perspective, your own unique perspective into your company. Wow. I love it. And I, my mind is going on so many things. But I'm going to stay focused. <laughs> I'm going to stay focused. Um, I feel like also as you are going through, like it's important to understand your story um, because it's also therapeutic in showing you why you do the same, the things that you do, why you um, show up the way that you show up, you know, understanding your triggers and areas of improvement and then areas that make you unique and special. 
But I know in your book, I'm wondering what the process of writing this book like book was like for you, because there's a, a section where you talk about a very dark day. And so I know you take some really deep dives into your life. So if you could share a little bit about that experience and then also like, what was it like? Like, was it therapeutic, like writing this? Cause I think that that could be also a concern for some people or like a fear to, to face, you know, certain things. Yeah. For, for me, the, the process was Holy Spirit led period. Um, because literally it was every day before I would start writing, first of all, it was me, um, before I even started writing the book, I, I knew that I wanted to work with someone because um, I worked with an author coach. So I knew that I wanted to work with someone that was God led. Okay. Because I knew that it was going to be tough and I knew that I was going to need all of the praying and everything that I could get. And so every single day before I would start writing, I would always say a prayer and it always, I always intended it for to just be like, okay, God, you know, thank you for being with me today and being with me as I read this book, girl, I would end up on my face before starting to write every single time that I would start writing, it would be like the Holy Spirit would hit. And I would literally end up on my face in this whole prayer time that was happening before. And so it was almost like I was going in with armor, you know, the armor of the Lord, not going in being defensive in, in, in armor, but going in where it was like God was, was protecting my heart. Like it's time to let all of this out. You know, and so it was therapeutic, but it wasn't something I wasn't reliving or being rewounded as I was writing it because I allow the Holy Spirit to come in and literally engulf me and engulf my heart and, and keep me protected through those times because this it was like this time going through it, it was different because I had God on my side. I mean, he's always been there, but it was like, I allowed him in, you know, to my heart as I was writing this. So it wasn't like I was bringing back up old wounds. Like I think some people may be afraid of when they, you know, are going to go into a writing process. Yeah. So it sounds like healing. Yeah. Healing. Absolutely. Um, so can you tell us about the very dark yes. day oh my gosh okay so are you talking about, I think this I think what you're referring to because there's a lot of dark days in this book lord um but so that particular day was a day where I had where I attempted suicide and I was um 18 years old 17 or 18 years old and I had moved basically moved out of my mother's house um, and was living with a boyfriend and I know that a lot of us have probably been there and just in a dark space I had I struggled with confidence and my self-esteem all of the things that a lot of young women you know that age especially and even older women struggle with and um I had already been cutting. I don't know if anybody's heard of that term, but I had already been using that. This was before I started drinking, mind you, right? So I was already using something that was off as a coping mechanism before I even picked up a bottle, um, which should have been a clue to not do that. But anyway, so I was already coping with like cutting and things like that. So something happened um, with me and my boyfriend. I think he had another woman over or something happened. And um, you guys can read about it in the book. And so something, <laughs> something happened. And I was just, like I said, in such a dark space that I went into the bathroom 
grabbed, you know, a razor, my husband, or my husband, my ex-boyfriend at the time, he, um, he used to help people move and stuff. So he always had like these box cutting razors, you know, like laying around, it was really wild. And so, um, perfect storm. So I went into the bathroom and I think my initial intention was that I was going to like cut to just kind of cope. And I think a lot of people struggle to understand people that do cutting, but it's almost like it, it shifts your attention in a way that calms you. And so I think that's what my intention was going to be. But when I got in there, it was just like a fit of rage is really how I could describe it. And it just, the next thing I knew, I had that thing in my hand and just slammed it down onto my other wrist as hard as I could. And literally I looked down, I still have the scar to this day um, on my arm. But I looked down and I saw, you know, the white meat and then the blood was starting to come and I just screamed and everything was kind of a blur. But one of the things that really um, stands out to me in that story, and I talk about this in the book too, is that my ex-boyfriend at the time, literally, I ha I'm sitting here with my arm wrapped up. He's like, get in the car. And I think that I'm going, he's going to take me to the ER he takes me to my mom's house, my mom's apartment complex, didn't even drive all the way up to like where her parking was, dropped me off. I walked and said, get out, basically. And I'm like, take me to the hospital. He's like, get out. And I walk up to my mom's. Um, this is what gets me in this part. I walk up to my mom's apartment. My brother, I have a little brother. He's younger than me and he was still in school and stuff. So he was still living there. I walk in the house with this bloody rag around my arm. And the first thing is I see is my little brother's face. And he's like, sister, are you okay? You know, <laughs> And that just broke me in that moment. I felt so many things. I felt like, I felt guilty for him having to see that. And that is one thing, guilt will eat you up inside. Even the things that you think are small, like that will totally eat you up inside. And so I remember feeling guilty for, for him having to see me like that, but also um, just feeling ashamed, you know, and, and thinking, oh God, I'm supposed to be his big sister. And here I am, you know, putting him through this trauma, literally. I wouldn't be surprised if he wrote a book and said, you know, that was one of the traumatic things in his life, for real. Um, and so anyway, you know, the rest is history. We, you know, eventually like we got a hold of my mom. Um, went to the hospital, all of those things. Um, and, you know, kind of just was left with the scar. But even after that, I still, you know, never, I never got counseling. I never got therapy. I was going to ask you, like, what, what happened? Like, when you went to the hospital, were they like, they didn't have you on watch or like, that was, no, you know what I told them? And I think this is an example of people having to advocate for your care <laughs> when you go or your parents advocating for your child's care when you take them into a hospital somewhere because I told those people that I had um cut my arm because I fell on the dishwasher and there was a knife sticking up and they said okay 
it was a um you know and so i won't get into all of that but <laughs> i think that we have to remember just as a side note that we got to advocate for our care when we go into places because they're, they're not going to care for us more than we care about ourselves so but yeah yeah so tell me more about the book like what i know that there are a lot of lessons like you share the experiences so that so that people can learn you know what i mean and grow and and um and heal and know that and feel supported and know that they're not uh, going through this alone. Um, what is one of your favorite takeaways from the book? Mm, there's so many. Mm. I think, well, I'll say one of my favorites is the chapter where I talked about finding my faith, um, just because that was just a, and you see how I breathed like that? that's how that chapter feels to me to where it's like, oh my God, like all this stuff going on. And that's how that chapter feels to me. And it's how it really, it felt in real life. Like I was coming up for air finally after, you know, all of this craziness. Um, but I do think the chapter where I was like transitioning from the military is an important one for for me as well because I know that there's a lot of us that are in transition. Um, there, there's so many times throughout our lives that we transition. It's not just like, oh, I transitioned and okay, I'm done. It's like, no, there's a bunch of many transitions that we have throughout our life. And I feel like the one the chapter where I was talking about how I was feeling as I was transitioning is how a lot of people feel but don't talk about it a lot of people feel when they're going from their job to entrepreneurship or they're going into motherhood for the first time or you know they're switching jobs or whatever the case may be I think I was describing how a lot of people probably feel and that sense of depression and loneliness and things that I think people just don't really talk about um, and so that chapter I felt like was really important too. I love that. I think it's a transition can present a merit of emotions mm -hmm. and most of them we are not expecting, right? Mm -hmm. Like, especially, you know, if you plan the transition, so you're like, yeah, this is going to be great. And then it's not. <laughs> Let's talk about our plans versus God plan. Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Trying to, to figure it out in a line. And, um, I do, I saw how you, um, breathed when you mentioned faith and you just like lit up. Can you just talk a little bit more about what your faith has meant to you? Absolutely. It's, it's, of course, it's just changed my life. It's changed my outlook on life. Um, so not only is it like I'm seeing things happening before my eyes, we talked about just the testimonies that I've been able to give of all God has been doing, literally exactly what he said he's going to do, but it's changed my outlook for the first time. Like I had people telling me before, oh, I, your business could be this, 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 and this. And I did not believe them. Okay. I'm telling you that right now. I was thinking y'all crazy. And one of those people was my husband. He was like, this could really be huge, blah, blah, blah. And I would just be like, okay. But now it's like having, having found faith, it just feels like, like having a, a dad or having a big brother that's just grabbing you and saying, let's go, let's go, let's go through this, you know? And I feel like there's just a sense of, of hope 
for the future. And so my outlook has changed, which has changed my mindset. Cause when you feel like you, you know, already that your future is going to be bright period dot, whatever that may be, <laughs> you, you can then feel a lot more optimistic about what's happening now. So. I love it. I love it. Can you just share some of the things that you have experienced um, because I know them listening, they're like, oh, great. God's been blessing her. But no, like God's been blessing her. Right. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> She's like, no, no, no. He's really, really, really been blessing. Okay. So um, I started my business in, like I said, almost eight years ago. And that was when I was actually, I started this business as I was in the midst of all of this craziness, as you guys will read in the book. And literally God has taken me from a, what is it? A year and a half ago, making about anywhere from 3000, anywhere from zero to $3,000 in a month to where now I have just actually hit over $200,000 in cash, not revenue um, this year. Yeah. And so that is literally, I mean, this Girl. is <laughs> crazy. Which Come has on, been, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, only God can do that, period. Like, and, and this is the reason I say that is because I went for years trying to pull and do the things that I knew how to do on my own. And none of that was working. I know that it's God's hand on my business and on my life is the only reason that any of this is happening. And so, you know, besides that, he's obviously been with me as I've written a book, you know, um, and just, and it's not only been me. That's one thing that I want to mention is that it hasn't just been me that's been blessed. It's the clients that I've been working with because I've been praying over them too. And so they're selling out and having 10K days and, you know, and their following is shooting up through the roof. Their impact and influence is growing. So it's not just me. And I think that this is important for people to know. It's like when you, when you surrender and allow God to come into your life, he's going to bless you, but he's also going to bless the people around you. And you're going to, um, you're going to influence the people around you to want to come back to the Lord. I get DMs all the time with people saying, oh, like either like I noticed you didn't drink anymore. Like, how did you like, how did all of that happen? And they're interested because they're struggling with that. Or people saying, I know you've been talking about God a lot. Like what's happening? People notice, even if they may or may not say anything, you are influencing someone to give their life back to the Lord or to, to up-level their life in some way by actually telling your story. Okay. I don't know if I answered your question. but No, it was good. And I'm just sitting here like, you guys have got to get this book because the, the, the like some of the meat of what Crystal is talking about is the process that you have to go through to get to the place where God has called you to. And I think that like people underestimate the process. People don't realize that that process is important. And to be able to read what that process looked like for you is really important, I think, for other people as they go through their journey, which is why I like to have this podcast to talk about the process, the, the challenges, the surrender, the mindset shifts, like all the things that need to take place so that we can fully walk in the things that God has called us to walk in. And like mm -hmm. us on our own, we screw it up all kinds of ways. Okay. <laughs> Always. Okay. Yes. So that's been so good. Well, I'd love for you um, before we head out to just, um, if you could sum up this book um, 
to someone or if there was one thing that you would want people to know about this book, what would that be? Or a takeaway, what would that be? I think a key takeaway would be um, be obedient to your purpose. Don't don't come up with something in your mind so badly that you want to do that you miss purpose and miss where God is trying to point you and trying to lead you. You know, so so walk in your purpose confidently um, and assuredly and and God's got you. (laughs) Girl, I almost fell out my chair. Like my heart was like when you said that, like. um, Can you share what like how it is that you can miss your purpose because I think there there like are a lot of good things um we could do good things all day long like (laughs) I'm not killing nobody you know I'm trying to help I'm trying to do this and not be walking in purpose so I love if you could just you know maybe give a little bit of advice to the person who's trying to figure out if they've missed the mark or not and this is something, oh, I'm glad we're going here. Um, this is something that that I have in the past struggled with. And and let me tell you this, you will, there, it's not like you find purpose and then that's it, okay? There's sometimes where you will have to revisit what your purpose is and where God is trying to lead you next. But I think a great starting place is drown, is turning off the noise. I think too much, too many of us are consuming too much. We're consuming from here, from here, from here, from here, and we're and it's okay to to get advice from other people and all of those things. But at some point, you have to get quiet and listen to what God is telling you to do, not what God is telling other all these other people to tell you what to do, right? And so I think a lot of times, for me anyway, it has been, and even this year, it has been getting quiet and saying, "God, where are you leading next?" and then. One thing that I did this year, people, some people may think this is funny, but one thing that I did was I did this, I made up this thing called blessing mapping. I know it sounds really nuts, but it was basically just me realizing that it was almost like God was trying to point me to exactly where he wanted me by the areas in my life that he was blessing. And it was like, it was an eye-opening thing for me because a lot of times, especially with somebody who's an entrepreneur, it's easy to get into start forcing something else. It's like, this is what I, my mission is. This is my purpose. This is my purpose. And God's like, girl, I got opportunities dropping for you left and right on the right, but you over here on the left trying to push at this. But I, again, they're asking you to do a podcast. They're asking, somebody's asking you to come speak about your book. Somebody wants you to do a workshop. Somebody wants you to do this, but I'm over here pushing this other thing, right? And so it's like, but if you don't know that and you can't see that if you don't get quiet and stop listening to what everybody else thinks you should be doing and listen to God. I'm over here like I had to learn that the hard way and I love I love I had to learn that the hard way um but it's so clarifying when you do do it it's so clarifying and then the other thing I love that you said is that it's a repeat like it's a consistent it's like a it's like a way of living right (laughs) because it shifts and sometimes you think you know there are seasons And so sometimes you, I think we want to hold on to the season and make it the lifetime and it is not the lifetime. And so, yeah, I've, I've had to 
Yeah, I've had to definitely get quiet, definitely recognize that like God is, I'm following him, right? (laughs) And so this is going to continuously be like a navigation where I'm like, he's like my GPS. And when it says, I might've thought that the quickest way was going straight, but he's telling me to make a right now. And so I need to make that right. And so I love that part. I love that part. I think just even in life, just not just entrepreneurship, but just life. Yeah. We really have to stop. We really have to start being okay with process and stop wanting to say one, one and done, you know what I mean? It's like, what is my purpose? Boom, done. We have to stop that kind of attitude and start understanding that everything in life is probably going to be some kind of process associated with it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, you know, we don't like it as people. Right. <laughs> like, just give me the answer, please. Okay. I don't like it. But what I will say is that it's the fruit that it produces, not just the monetary fruit, but the fruit in like, I was telling my girlfriend the other day, you know, during the wait, God stretches muscles that we didn't even know we needed or that we had. Like new things are created and birthed out of us that we didn't even know was possible or that was in us. Mm -hmm. If we, you know, allow that work to happen during the wait slash process, you know? And so I love that. I love that. It has been an awesome pleasure talking to you today. Can you let everyone know how they can get your book, any new things you have coming up? Uh, any courses that bless oh wait before you do that (laughs) that blessing map I'm gonna need a like a course or something (laughs) I'm gonna be like yes new year 2022 let me you know source out these blessings this is all kind of stuff (laughs) coming out of this private journaling time I don't know where it comes from Uh, well I do um come from the lord but um so if you guys want to get the book you can find it on my website kcodesigns.com and then slash i think it's your story your brand but if you go to the website and just go to the drop down or the menu it's on there um and so you can purchase it directly from there it's also on amazon if you want to just go straight to amazon you can do that as well either way if you purchase it on my website then you'll get a signed copy and so I'll kind of write a little note to you and sign it there and so you guys can get that there if you want to follow me on Instagram my Instagram name is at Mrs. Crystal K that's M-R-S Crystal K K-R-Y-S-T-A-L K-A-Y-E and so you can follow me there as well um branding and website design is like my jam that's the main thing I do but I also do brand strategy sessions with people um as well and then you know I do have some little digital products and things that are out there I don't have anything that you know that we're ready to release out into the world yet that's new necessarily for the new year but sometimes I will say that um for me a big part of what I'm doing into the new year is is improving what I have right? So improving client process and all of those things, because really we want to work with people from beginning to end in their business and, or from beginning to building (laughs) in their business and really help them with things. And so we're, we're looking to really partner with people long-term. And so it's really just about improving that client process, you know, is always the new, new. And so that's it. That's all I got. (laughs) Guys, I know this has been a great conversation. Uh, with Crystal. I wanted to encourage you to get her book. She does have a blueprint in the back. 
that really gives you like a step-by-step um, as to how you can make your story your brand. And before we go, can you just share some of the things that people who have read your book have said about that blueprint? Oh gosh, yes. So literally just this morning, um, there was two different two different stories. So one, a lady talked about how the blueprint actually helped her get in front of, she works in an MLM. And so she talked about how that helped her get in front of and do a workshop for over 200 people. And she's now like, in the, you know, spotlighted for all of the leadership in her MLM. Another person talked about, and this is all, y'all, I got receipts for this. This is all under the post that I wrote this morning. And so this other lady talked about how she, you know, through going through that blueprint, she actually has landed three international clients. So the blueprint that's back there is actually my strategy. It's the out or like the framework for the strategy that I walk people through. Now you're not getting the crystal like sauce as we're talking and actually doing a strategy session, but it is the framework. And so that's why people are actually using that to, to level up in their business. So listen, y'all better come on. Y'all better come on. I can absolutely attest to um, putting myself out there with my book and the connections that I've been able to make with people. And I think that's so often, I just want to encourage people because I think that so often we don't want to share certain parts of us. Um, and even in like my profession now, sometimes I'll do like referral partnerships and the book will come up and I'm like, oh Lord, they about to find out about <laughs> X, Y, Z. But listen, those people call me back like to connect and to, so it is, it is really, it really does um, help brand who you are and your purpose, you know? And so I'm encouraging everybody to grab their copy. Thank you so much, Crystal, for taking the time to come and share with me and um, be on Boss Ladies Connect. Thank you for having me. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you've been able to walk away with some really good gems and nuggets of information. So look, if you are interested in finding out more about the home buying process or you're looking to um, apply for a mortgage loan, I have listed the link to my website in the show notes. Please feel free to reach out and contact me. And for compliance reasons, let me give you my NMLS number, which is 216-3906. I'm super excited to help you through this process. And don't hesitate to reach out to me if you have any questions. Talk to you later. Ladies, did you enjoy that episode or what? Did this episode speak to you in some kind of way? I would absolutely love to hear about it. Y'all know it does my heart good when you subscribe and you share this podcast with someone else that you know can absolutely benefit from it. Y'all, we are out here connecting, walking in our purpose and encouraging each other along the way. I love meeting with you every week and I'd love to stay further connected. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Tisha underscore talks and to visit my website, www.tishatalks.org. You'll find the podcast, you'll find other videos and you'll find other courses and classes and workshops, conferences, the list goes on and on to the things that we are currently doing so that we can further connect 
beyond this weekly podcast. So ladies, without further ado, I want you guys to walk fully in everything that you've been called to, align your passion with your purpose and go out there and get everything that has your name on it. Talk to you later.